0: Oh the win. We have uh, your Colts and your Bears. Eh, still a little bit on the struggle bus, but that's okay. We got uh, some baseball news to talk about. Lots of stuff to get to. I also have a pair of tickets. Let me take the rubber band off these things right now. How about this? It's sold out this Saturday night. Purdue, Syracuse. I got you. Pair of tickets. Text BOILERUP. Making it a nice and easy for you. Text BOILERUP 765 447 4080 That's 765-447-4080. Text BOILERUP. I'll get you registered to win the tickets. We'll draw out a winner like we always do at the end of the show. 765-447-4080. Just text BOILERUP, and you are entered to win these things, all right? How awesome is that? I'm so excited. Night game, baby. Let's go! You know the atmosphere is going to be crazy. You know you want to get there to experience it. So text BOILERUP to 765 765- 447 4080 and I will get you your chance to win those tickets. Very excited to give those away. Why don't we go ahead and get started like we always do with our need to know news? Here's your need to know news. All right, let's uh let, you know, let's take a look at baseball here. I mean, he's been so preoccupied with the football all weekend and rightfully so, but let's go ahead and take a look at baseball. The Cubs avoided being swept by the Diamondbacks, five to two. The winner yesterday, very good stuff there. Kyle Hendricks, five two thirds, seven hits, two runs, four strikeouts, nine hits for the Cubs, and they all came from uh, all but one hit came from the top five of the lineup. Swanson three for four with a homer, two RBIs. Bellinger, Morrell also homer. They hit the to Colorado tonight. Jordan Wicks on the map, take on Kyle Freeland. Cubs fans also buzzing, Pete Crow Armstrong, one of those favorites that you have down there in the uh, in the minors, yeah, he gets the call-up. I haven't seen that he's officially going to be in the lineup tonight, but he's getting the call-up, so we'll see what happens. Really weird, I saw this before I came on, and it's Twitter, and you know Twitter likes to make things up, but... It says here that his mom is named Ashley Crow and she was the mom in um, Little Big League. Like, no way that's true. No way. And then they put it side by side. I'm like, yeah, I guess I can kind of see how a little bit. Like, I was like, I still don't. That sounds something that's so made up. There's no way. That's too perfect. Uh, Anyway, I digress. So, uh, yeah, he should be in attendance tonight. So where does that leave the Cubs in the playoff hunt? Well, Milwaukee went 2-3 for against the Yankees over the weekend, so the gap's back to three games between the Cubs and the Brewers for the Central in terms of the wild card. Philadelphia sits in that first spot, then it's the Cubs, followed by... Arizona and then Miami. Okay, Arizona moves within two games of them; they get the last spot. Philadelphia two games in front of Chicago. Billy's locked into afternoon baseball right now with the Braves. Atlanta leads that one eight to four. It's a doubleheader today for them, so that's good news for your Cubs. And then you're watching the Marlins as well. Diamondbacks are in New York to face the Mets. Marlins are in Milwaukee taking on the Brewers. So you want the Marlins to win because you're trying to catch Milwaukee, but Marlin wins don't help you in the wild card. You'd like to not have that kind of heat on you, but we talked about it last week. That was the importance of uh, at least splitting with the Diamondbacks, and they did not do that. Speaking of the playoffs, the White Sox won't be going. They've been eliminated from the playoffs, but still in action yesterday. A 3-2 loss to the Tigers. They trailed 3-0 before Luis Robert Jr. got a single and got him into within one in the sixth. But uh, still couldn't get that last run there to force the extra innings. That's losses in seven of their last nine. They face the Royals tonight. Dylan Cease takes on Brady Singer. Colts and the Bears fall in their Week 1 matchups. Colts 31-21 that final. Anthony Richardson 24 for 37. 2-23 a touchdown and an INT to go along with 10 carries for 40 yards and another touchdown. Now he had 40. The Colts had just 65 rushing yards total. That's a problem. Mike Pittman Jr. with 8 catches, 97 yards and a touchdown. Colts held the lead going into the 4th. But the Jaguars score twice with 14 points up in the 4th and win by 10. Bears lose again to uh, the Packers, 38 20. Justin Fields 24 for 37 as well for 216. Touchdown at an INT. Did I write that down right or did I just did, did that just happen? Um, that went with nine carries for 59 yards for him. Jordan Love looked very good in his starting debut uh, 15 for 27, 245, and three touchdowns for him as the man for the Packers. Week two, Indy will head to Houston. A lot of Bears. We'll head to Tampa. Purdue soccer with a two-for-one win over the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers yesterday. They came back to win that one. Caleb Budish with the tying goal in the second. Megan Hutchinson put it away with the winner later on after that. That'll wrap up the non-con for the ladies. They're back for Big Ten play starting on Sunday, 1 p.m. at Folk Field. A reminder, Folk Field, it is free to attend all season. It's also Senior Day on Sunday. Um what else do I have? Oh, uh Purdue volleyball. Look at that. Their fourth 5-set match this season, but they take down number 19 Kentucky. That's always good. It's turned into a great rivalry. Uh the victory marks Purdue's third top 25 win in five sets this season, and they win the Stacy Clark Classic. Now, uh they're 5 and 2 on the year Boilermakers close out non-conference slate with the Boilermaker Challenge this weekend. That'll feature UCF, USC, and Illinois. That starts on Thursday uh, and then goes into Friday. Purdue takes on UCF 8 p.m. on Thursday, USC uh, the same time on Friday. And those games are, I don't know if we sold out the UCF one, but there was still a chance. But uh, both those games are supposed to be on the Big Ten Network as well. And then other news in the Big Ten, kind of leaking yesterday, more details today. Michigan State football coach Mel Tucker has been suspended without pay while the university completes an investigation into claims that he sexually harassed a prominent sexual assault awareness speaker after she was hired to address the Spartan team. Uh, Holler uh, said that she was first made aware Uh, The president made aware that uh, Tucker was accused of violating school sexual misconduct policy in December, shortly after uh, the woman filed claims. Michigan State hired a third-party investigator to see if Tucker had violated the school sexual misconduct policy. The investigator finished up her report July 25th and recommended that the school hold a hearing to decide if Tucker violated any policy. That hearing is scheduled for the first week of October. Uh, maybe we'll rant about it later. I, this is uh, why this stuff keeps happening at Michigan state is just shocking. And why people do this sort of, it's like, if you, I'm, I'm not even reading the details of it. It's just disgusting. It's disgusting human behavior that you would do some of this stuff. Um, Oh, why people can't treat other people with respect, but apparently I don't know. Allegedly Tucker's saying everything that happened happened, but it was consensual. It's just a whole mess, and this stuff just keeps happening in Michigan State, and it's just I'm tired of shaking my head at this stuff. Ugh. But there you go, that is today's Need to Know News. Alright, tonight, here's what happened this weekend, man. We all did very good on Saturday. We all crushed the books on Saturday. Colorado crushed the books on Saturday. Huge wins. Sunday, it went very poorly for everybody. Revenge of the books. Tough stuff. Very tough stuff. We can do better. I know we're going to do better. And we're going to do it tonight. Monday Night Football. Bills, Jets, Bills, a two point favorite on the road. We are at 44.5 points. So, what are we doing? I will tell you this because I love this little stat here. I'm looking at the over because this point is already, this over under has come down 2.5 points since it opened. And when a total drops more than a point in prime time, the under is eighty two and forty eight that's sixty three percent since two thousand and five, covering by an average of two and a half points per game. We may just keep it easy tonight i i I don't see why not? Plus, I believe there's there's still rain in the forecast for tonight. Still a little slick. Yeah, I think I'm gonna stick with the under. I mean a lot of the offensive totals were a little underwhelming this Sunday, weren't they? Not saying everybody, but a lot of them. I look at look what the Bengals did. I was shocked at that number. Not good by any stretch of the imagination. So I'm just going to go ahead and keep it easy tonight. Our friends over at DraftKings are going to hook you up here too. Uh, they got a couple things going on. uh, Because you know you're getting those boosts every game day. 50% boost. Profit boost for you tonight. Just got to opt in and use it. Also got a no sweat play for you tonight. You can opt in. Just use it. And they got your early win. Get up 10 and early win on your money line if you like. It would be smart to use it on the Jets, I would think. There's a first team in the red zone boost. I'm, I'm not feeling that stuff. That's a little bit too much for me. But you can get into that if you want to. I don't think the odds... What do they even have the odds set at something like that? I don't like that because that just feels, it doesn't feel right. It's a 50% boost for you. So if you were to boost the Bills, which is the favorite, it's only getting you to 115. Eh, I don't like that. The Jets are at 105. I feel like I have a better time um, trying to figure out who the, who the actual winner of the game is because it's almost the exact same odds. I'd rather take the Jets to win and get, like, 160 than I would 157 on the first to get into the red zone. Eh. Not feeling it. But I'm going to keep it simple tonight. I'm going to take the under. I'll ride with the math here. I'll take the 50% boost and apply it, and we'll be good to go. I love it. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Boilermakers. Wow. Saturday. What an effort. And... We got some big news here just a little bit ago concerning some personnel that I got to share with you on the Purdue football team. Shocking if true. I got the details. That's coming up next. It's the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and one- Welcome back to the Hammer Down Show on 1017 Hammer and 1017thehammer.com. I'm Jared Jessalitis. Tickets up for grabs for you to go see Purdue and Syracuse this Saturday night. It is sold out, but I can get your face in the place. Here's what you got to do you just got to text that keyword, Boiler Up. Text me, Boiler Up, to 765 447 4080. I'll get you registered to win the tickets. I'll draw out a winner at the end of the show. You just got to text me, Boiler Up, 765 765- 4474080. and again, I'll draw them out at the end here, see if I can't send you to that game. All right? Pretty cool stuff. Purdue with its first win on the road, Virginia Tech, an absolutely amazing effort to gut it out through that rain delay and then come back out and get that W. 24-17 to 17, the final there. The only points scored in the second half were in the fourth quarter by Purdue. Purdue sets a record for rushing yards allowed on the road. Just 11. Really felt like the defense, especially that uh, front five came up, front five, front six, Uh, Came up uh, very big in the fourth quarter. Hudson Card, very solid at 22 for 34, 248. Had the rushing TD. I think Kyle was one of those guys that said, I I thought he would rush more. He did in this game. Devin Mockaby, 21 carries, 95 yards. Touchdown for him. Tyrone Tracy, back-to-back games with a touchdown. Really struggled, I thought, to get the ball to Deion Burks like they wanted to. He was definitely being keyed in on. But well, Max Clare was great. Got a little Garrett Miller action. But, I mean, on the other side, Dylan Thieneman, another seven tackles, an interception. Nick Gordon made his presence felt as well. Five tackles, three and a half for a loss and a sack. Another guy that was real big in the fourth quarter, just overall a a, a situation that you take into consideration uh, and look to the past, and it made Purdue fans nervous. But they stayed locked in, and they beat Virginia Tech. And that's I understand Tech lost a couple of their, you know, best wideouts. It is what it is. At the end of the day, there's not an asterisk next to that score. It says 24 to 17, Purdue moves on to welcome in Syracuse. And we got some big news on that front today. Absolutely huge news. On top of the depth chart at center this week is Gus Hartwig, whom we had been hearing. Wasn't going to be good to go until somewhere in October. Now, we Coach Walters did pump the brakes a little bit on this. He did point out that, you know, while he's on there, They're not saying that he's going to play just yet. They're trusting the process. I'll read the quote from Kelly Hallahan here. Quote, I don't know if he'll play or not on Saturday. We've got to trust the docs. Trust where he's at in the rehab process. But there he is. Garrett Miller's also on top of the tight end charts. And I don't know if there's, I haven't noticed any other big, Moose is up there at left tackle, which is good. But I don't think there's anything else that sticks out that you're like, oh gosh, that's bad news. So maybe the Boilermaker's starting to get a little healthy here. That would be a a very big difference. Um, Not that Kaltenberger is uh, not any good, but it's, To to have the depth there on the line is so huge when you get these guys back. So that, you know, if you get down to the second, third guy, something happens, you're shuffling around that line. You don't want to be doing that. You want to get guys in the same spot, getting the same kind of consistency at that spot. So if Hartwig's back, that's that's a very big deal that should make Devin be very happy. I, Kaltenberger's good. But, too, you know, some of these guys get breaks and stuff and get subbed out. And you know, it, it's good to have two quality centers going for you. So, I, absolutely huge news. You know, it's early in the week. We'll see what happens. But this is welcome news because, again, we were under the impression that it was going to be another. Three or four weeks before we could make this happen. You love to see it. Now, now you turn around, you get a Syracuse team coming in here that um, has beaten Western Michigan forty-eight to seven and Colgate sixty-five to nothing. So the numbers look real eye-popping. They're averaging 586.5 yards per game on offense. But come on. Colgate? Yeah, no. No. Purdue actually gives up less rushing yards than Syracuse does. Which is a little surprising. The passing yards, I mean, that's going to be the thing we're talking about all this week. That will be your storyline. It'll be uh, Schrader and the Syracuse Orange offense through the air versus Purdue's defense. Can Purdue slow that down? Can they stop it? Syracuse opened up a 2.5-point favorite on the road here. The over-under's at 58.5. Because this is the Syracuse defense again. It's only given up seven seven points the entire season. But again, look at who they are playing. Syracuse actually trailed that game 7 Uh because they pulled off a 75-yard run like right at, it was like the first or second play. And then they went and scored the 45 unanswered. Um, it, it, More work needs to be done on this. More studying needs to be done on this. But that's where we're going into heading into uh, your Monday. Sold out. Saturday night. Purdue-Syracuse. Purdue possibly being healthy here. And being at somewhat full force uh, against the Orange. It should be an interesting one here. And if you want to go. Make sure you text me, "boiler up" the 765-447-4080 at 765-447-4080. Text that in. I'll get you your chance to uh, win those tickets at the end of the show. Phil texted into the Hammerhead Hotline, too. Uh, TV announcer said, in a couple of years, players will have a say uh, if a game continues. What is your thought? Um, I would think that they could say they don't want to go out. I'd easily tell their coaches that, right? I mean, they went out on the field and were sliding around and stuff like that. They saw that. I mean, one would think that they had the power to go to their coach and say, hey, I'm not, I am not. I can't play in this. I don't feel comfortable playing in this. But also we're talking about a couple of announcers, too, who kept on calling Coach Ryan Waters um, for the entire broadcast on ESPN, Plus 3, ACC, Streaming Net, whatever the heck it was on. I would think your players are able to go up and tell your coach they're not comfortable playing in those kind of conditions. But kudos to Virginia Tech, because that field seemed like it was in pretty good shape after taking four and a half inches of rain and getting it drained. Kyle and I had the uh the gentleman on for the Roanoke Times, and that was my first question, and, and we got done with it, and it was a little bit of a silly answer that we got about the drainage. Not that I thought that it was notorious for being bad, but he did say that it used to be bad. But they got a whole new irrigation system and everything in there too, a few years back. And now it doesn't flood. There's not any problems with it. Turned out the most important question of the entire interview. Because if it would have flooded in places, I guarantee you, we wouldn't have the chance to play that game. So kudos to Virginia Tech to be able to get that field uh, so playable so quickly. I, I promise you it's probably not an easy thing to be able to do. I'm happy we're able to play and not go out and use our bye week or something like that to take a trip all the way back out there and try to play this thing again. We're going to take another break. we come back, Colts and Bears, uh, unimpressive debuts largely here as they both come away with L's. But there were some positives at times. Let's talk about the NFL next. It is the hammer down Show on 101.7 The Hammer. One... It is the... Hammer down show on 1017 the Hammer, 1017Thammer.com. Uh, you want to win tickets to see Purdue and Syracuse, you gotta text the Blue Fox Heating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. Just text it a boiler up to 765-447-4080. And you can win a pair of tickets. It is sold out this Saturday, by the way. So if you want to go, tickets for that, just text the Blue Fox Heating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline, 765-447-4080. So we got those tickets today for you. Uh, What else I got? Tomorrow, I'll get you into what's probably or nearly sold out Purdue Volleyball against UCF. Oh, and I got the USC tickets too? My goodness. We'll do Volleyball tomorrow for UCF for Thursday's matchup. And then we're going to have to do... I'm gonna have to do more volleyball as well on Wednesday. And Purdue football tickets on Wednesday. My goodness. I got tons to give away. We want to hook you up. Which is uh what we do over here. So uh again, text boiler up seven six five four four seven four zero eight zero. I'll get you a chance to win these tickets, okay? Pretty simple. Uh, yesterday, finally, week one of NFL football is nearly in the books. We still have the Jets, and we still have the Bills tonight. I'm taking the under. You'll hear it right here on 101.7 The Hammer as well. But, you know, your Colts, your Bears, It's uh, it, it was not what you wanted to see. I, I thought the Colts are a little bit more optimistic, or at least I am a little bit more optimistic around them than what I saw out of the Bears this week. And Anthony Richardson goes 24 for 37. I know he comes out of that game. Colts say he's going to be okay. Left knee and an ankle. But they say he's okay. 24-37, 223. The touchdown, the INT. The 40 yards of rushing as well for the touchdown. Um, You know, the big concern will remain, what do you do at running back? Jonathan Taylor is not going to walk through those doors for at least another three weeks and Evan Hall's gone down, I mean, you're in some real trouble here. You got to do something on that front. Simply put, uh, while he was serviceable, he was all right throwing the football, Anthony Richardson, as a rookie, probably does not need to be throwing the football 37 times every game. Probably not what you want out of him. And probably not the way to be the most successful on offense. I think you're going to run into some problems there (laughs) going forward. But it looked all right, you know. Like I said, we've talked about where we've put the bar for him. It's a little bit low. We're being patient. Let him develop. Figure some things out. Took four sacks. Through one INT. It's going to get worse than that. It will. I mean, you look at what... First off, you give NFL teams about, you know, four games of film, they'll find a weakness someplace. So, I don't know if the Texans find it. Maybe the Ravens, you know... It's not like they don't have Lamar, and they aren't used to practicing against a guy like that. Maybe it's at home against the Rams. We'll see. But you know, I they need to they need to figure out something desperately at running back. They just have to. Is that your Franklin had like eighteen tackles? Was it eighteen? Good lord. Shaquille Leonard played football. Eight tackles. One for a loss. How about that? Yeah, defense giving up 31. It's probably a little bit frustrating. You know, I feel like if the Colts can get to 24 every game, if they could do that, that would give them a chance to win those. It should give you a chance to win a game in the National Football League. It just should. And they're right there on the doorstep. Now, meanwhile, the Bears getting booed in their own stadium at the end of one quarter. Ugh. But yet another team here in the Bears. You just the field looks so good. So good in that preseason. 24-37, 216. Touchdown and INT. Nine carries, 59 yards. I mean, when he hit DJ Moore, it was fantastic. But he only came away with two targets. Shocked. Cole Komet got seven. That might tell you more about the Packers' defense in secondary than Chicago's offense. But D.J. Moore found no room to run, and the tight end got the most targets on the team. I think that kind of tells you something. And Jordan Love was great. I don't know what this defense was doing, but Jordan Love was great. 15-27, 245. Three touchdowns. They look good. You know, Bears only gave up 92 yards of rushing. But you can't expect to give up 38 points and in, in win a football game in the National Football League. You just can't do it. Again, just 20 points. And that's it. Bit of a letdown there. Um, I'm willing to be patient with both these teams, you know, even for the Bears. They're going to go to Tampa this week and then at Kansas City. That's a tough start. Lord knows that Kansas City defense can give up some plays in the secondary. And Tampa going up to Minnesota and beating the Vikings was something. That one shocked me a little bit. They were decided underdogs on that thing. Like a four or five point dog on the road? I was very shocked by that one. Yeah, uh, Justin Jefferson got his nine catches, 150 yards, but he's going to do that. He, he's still good. He's still very good. But what they give up? 41 yards of rushing Tampa Bay's? D-line gave up. Madison had 11 for 34. But if Kirk can throw for 344 against them, I have some faith in Justin Fields having a much better day through the air. I'm not convinced Baker Mayfield, with his 21 completions for 173 yards, is going to continue to play solid enough to carry this Tampa Bay team. That's just me. We're going to take our final break. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up. Don't forget, last chance here. Keep texting in and boiler up, 765-447-4080. Get that text in. That gets you a chance to win sold-out tickets to see Syracuse and Purdue Saturday night. Hit me up on that text line, 765-447-4080 with a boiler up, and I'll draw out a winner right after the end of the show. Uh, We'll wrap it up next up. (laughs) Welcome back at the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. The Blue Fox Heating Cooling Hammerhead text line is open for you to text in Boiler Up for your chance to win these Purdue tickets to see uh, Purdue in Syracuse Saturday night. The game sold out. Night game. Uh, we'll draw the winner here at uh, the end of the show. When I go off the air, I'll uh, I'll pick one here and uh, give them the good news. If you would like that to be you, your chance Just hit me with a Boiler Up to 765 447 4080. And uh, I will get you in that running. Uh, Some of the things we may have missed for today. Chloe Chicoin. She's good. Big Ten Freshman of the Week again. Also, your Big Ten Player of the Week. Way to go to the former McCutcheon Maverick. you love to see it. We'll have volleyball tickets tomorrow for you to win. Team's absolutely electric. Absolutely electric. What else would you expect from a Dave Shondell squad? Taylor Anderson, also the Big Ten setter of the week. Anything else anybody wants to win? We good? <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah, that's awesome news. Love to see it. All right. Today is, uh, you know, 9-11 as well as uh we remember twenty two years now twenty two and for you know for me i uh, i you know I have friends that no uh, that that from New York and stuff that were personally affected in in many ways by these tragedies so the more people that I've met throughout this um you know this journey in life that are you know it affects me even more uh personally i remember that tuesday still i mean i remember i skipped film class cuz i just i think it was a movie day that day and it was like the Truman show or something i said i i I've, I've watched that i can go back and watch it if i need to i don't need to get up early and go in i had like a big gap on tuesdays and i was commuting from plainfield into iupy so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll sleep in. And, you know, I, I I got in the shower. I usually left the news on, but I don't recall watching it before I got in the shower. I got out of the shower, turned the news on, and 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 saw everything happening. And I remember being, you know, kind of scared because um, there was rumors about, you know, they were. Evacuating buildings in Indianapolis, they had grounded all the flights, and it was just one of those things where you couldn't tear yourself away from the television. It was just shocking what we were watching. To watch the towers come down. Now, I remember driving in for my afternoon classes, and every radio station was running syndicated news. You couldn't find music or anything like that anywhere. And I got to that class. I remember it was it was like a, a speech class. I mean, it was canceled. Um, I'm assuming because my professor just was probably stuck watching the TV just like the rest of us were. And I remember going out of my house in Plainfield, which is right there where the airport's at. And you, know, you get used to it after a while with the the planes flying over. A lot of FedEx planes and stuff like that. You get used to it after a while until they're not flying. And then you just notice the quiet. Like that was, that was the big thing, like how quiet it was. And it was just weird for those next couple of days on the ground stoppage of just how quiet it was. You know, in the years since then, um, I have a cousin that lives in in New York City it tells me how you used to go down and, and see the the spotlights and stuff and and stories about that um, you continue to read and hear stories the the heather penny story if if, if you're not aware of uh, her the Purdue grad flying one of the uh was it the uh, f eighteens f sixteens whatever they were at the time um i I highly suggest you go to their twitter account right now the life at purdue and and you read and and listen to that there's a, a this is Purdue podcast with her as well and, and there's just so many stories and um it, it's they're, they're still 22 years later it, it's still hard to listen to them sometimes, but they're important stories to read and and, and to know. It absolutely breaks my heart to go to social media and see. Some of the posts that you get on this day, which I know a lot are just fake bots and computers and stuff like that. But the people that want to go in the conspiracy, and there's times to talk about that. There's one day that I feel like you just, it should be about the people who lost their lives that day and the people, you know, who were still around, family. Uh, for them to be able to remember and not peddle some promo or peddle some, you know, documentary or something like, no, it's not the day for that. It's just not. And it's sad that like, you know, I, and I get it. It's, it's, uh, you know, my generations, we used to call it our generations Pearl Harbor, but it got, quite honestly, it's turned into our generation's JFK assassination with the, you know, the theories and the in in the reports and all that stuff, and I hate that on this day, of all the days, that that stuff comes more to the forefront sometimes than the people um, who lost their lives, people on, like, Flight 93, people in the buildings, that uh, that noise can somehow drown it out. Don't engage with that stuff today. Even if you're a little bit curious, don't even click on it. Please don't give that stuff oxygen. And uh, take, uh, just take a moment. I think one of my proudest moments of being an American, I, I remember driving back 10 years ago, or yeah, 12 years ago. My uh, sister was at law school uh, up in Chicago. And I remember driving back down 65, back down here, and after visiting her, and all the people on bridges with, like, American flags and stuff, just crossing over to 65. was such a great sight to see. Now, I love this country, all of its faults, um in in all the ugliness sometimes I, I i still love it and i still love its resiliency and its ability to come together i love that sports is a catalyst for that too in a time that we're probably more divided than ever uh, i'm glad that we still have things that we can at least agree on and, and, and come together on because it's getting fewer and far between that's why i love talking sports with you guys so much and you know, sports roles in getting us back after nine eleven is is so understated um, when we talk about the history uh, of everything that happened. Yes, it's perfect to remember the time. You know, like I said, remember those who we lost those uh, brave souls, of first responders at the time. The, you know, the folks that have still dealing with the aftermath of that with health issues and stuff like that. Uh, but you know, I, I, sports did such a great job of helping us get back to normal and helping us move forward. I know everybody remembers Sammy with the American flag right running out there on the field. I'm sure you have some other sports memories around that that uh stay in your in your mind and in your heart um that that helped you uh process everything that we saw in those coming months too so um sometimes sports needs a little bit more credit, I think in the stories as well. but um you know never forget. I hope you guys are all able to take a moment today and uh, kind of reflect and however you like to reflect on that day. Uh but that's that's how I choose to do it. That's gonna do it for us today on the show. We'll draw on a winner here in just a moment. I'll give him a call for the uh, tickets for Saturday's football game. Tomorrow we'll have volleyball tickets for the Board the Maker Classic for you to win, and I'll still have more football tickets later on this week. Tom Diethart will join us tomorrow as well as uh Coach Josh Strasser will be on the program. Loaded hammer down show you for you tomorrow back here on 1017 the Hammer and 1017Thammer.com.